When you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member, life's an adventure with your long-distance amorcito. Because who doesn't love walking around the Big Apple con tu media naranja? Or finding the most romantic sunset overlooking the Pacific Ocean? And sneaking in besitos inolvidables in Venice? The Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Hi, everyone. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And welcome to Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Um, Jenny, uh, we have a really special guest today. But, you know, before we, we bring him in, I had a question for you. Okay. Okay. What is a song that when you listen to it, it literally takes you to someplace else? It like it, it acts as like a time capsule machine, like it acts like the Concord. You just are transported to something else. Easy. El Baile de Perrito by Wilfrido Vargas. Oh my god. <laughs> the moment I hear that dog barking, I smell cloro, mistolín. I can imagine my mom dancing while mopping, and I just think of all the furniture wrapped in plastic. You know, there's nothing like a merengue <laughs> song to take a random item or thing and make it into something you can dance to. Yes. It's the dance. Hey, man, it made cleaning fun. <laughs> it, it's funny. Not for me, but. It's funny how, how something that is called like the dance of the dog makes you reminisce about your childhood and your mother's cleaning which is which is iconic um you know when i was i was thinking on my way to work i was like all right well what what is a song that when i listen to it i feel like i'm i'm someplace else and there's this song by guaco guaco is a venezuelan band um they're like a tropical band which I guess tropical, I, we're, we're going to have to ask our guests this, but tropical, I guess, means like a merge of everything. They have like, yeah. it's like, it sounds like merengue, but it also sounds like salsa, but it also has trumpets, but it also somehow has someone like doing a monologue in the middle for no reason. It's just like, a, they always have una mezcolanza de todo. And they have a song called eh, Un Cigarrito y Un Café. And mm. this song literally transports me to when I was six and I was in my mom's car and driving around Caracas and it literally makes me smell like what Caracas smells like. And it makes me feel at home. Although ironically, this song is like an ode to caffeine and cigarettes. And I, <laughs> I hate cigarettes. I hate it. Um, but there's something about it that sounds like home and mm -hmm. I can't really put my finger on why or how, uh, but it, it sounds like, home and it sounds like venezuela um and even though it you know it promotes being caffeinated and um you know <laughs> lung cancer it still <laughs> it still makes me feel like wonderful <laughs> i never paid attention to lyrics much as a kid i mean no merengue uh writer i, no. I feel pays attention to lyrics no you're right 
You're I'm, absolutely right. El baile I mean, de la we've pera. we've talked about this. The dance, the <laughs> el dance baile of the de pear. La, el baile del perrito, <laughs> el gato volador, la vaca. It's almost like just Sesame Street, but with percussion instruments. <laughs> They're trying to and, teach you one word. They're like, today we are going to learn <laughs> El Pavo. Have you heard the Pavo song? Which I think it's a Puerto Rican or... I mean, no, clearly it's Dominican. Which one's that? El Pavo? It's literally, it's literally just a dude saying, Llego el pavo! No Llego el pavo! I've and heard, it's just, yes, yes, And it's like a lit-ass song. But it's just No, of course. It's the beat is the best thing ever. And you know they put no effort into the lyrics. Yes. Yeah, they're just like people are going to no dance to this. People are people are going to be partying. People are going to be having the time of their lives. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's I think it's so funny because like there's there's very patriotic Venezuelan songs that don't mm. make me feel very like it, it's just like oh that's too on the nose. Like I like the songs that don't don't feel like they would be representative. Like there's a song by Car- Caramelo de Cianuro, which is my favorite Venezuelan band, which um, directly translates to. Um, Caramelos is a uh, sweets, cyanide sweets, cyanide dessert, mm-hmm. you know, something cute and sweet um, for the teeny boppers. And they have a song called Ultimo Polvo. And it's about like having sex with someone you're breaking up with for the last time. It's really messed up and like uh, como vile. And I would sing it when I was 12, thinking I knew what it was about. Ay, Dios mío, qué pena. And that song reminds me of, I'm like <laughs> proud of it. I'm like, Venezuela, Venezuela, Woo! el último polvo, people having sex. Yeah, it's so... Yeah! So bis- Viva Venezuela! <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's so depress- depressing to say Viva Venezuela now that like, you know, maybe ultimo polvo kind of is like at the peak of of venezuelan no. culture oh no <laughs> um well you already know my embarrassing story with the song that feel that makes me feel the most connected to my cuban culture is in fact originally a venezuelan song oh my god but Jenny. it's the cuban <laughs> i'll never forget it's Jenny. the cuban version of caballo viejo man Dude, I love when you were like talking to me and you were like, Conchale Joan, and you know, a song that takes me back to my roots is like Caballo Viejo. And I just like wasn't listening too intently. And like, then you were like, you know, Caballo Viejo le dan sabana. And I was like, dude, that's straight up Venezuelan. Do not co op the one thing we're proud of. Simon Diaz is ours, bro. Like, you can't do that, man. Also, I think the guy who covered it, the Cuban guy who covered it, I think his name is Roberto Torres. If I'm not mistaken, I'm forgetting now. Dude, and, and I, don't, don't you remember when I was like, Jenny, do you know what that song is actually about? And you're like, oh, it's about a, a old horse and they got to take him out. And, <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, it's about an old man who wants to fuck a young woman. That's what Caballero well, was that was about. my abuelo's favorite song. <laughs> it was. And that's all he played. Dude, it's, it's, it's again, that's like a, an iconic Venezuelan song. And, I you know, it's beautiful. It's about Los Llanos. It takes you back to Los Llanos. It's sort of very, very entrenched in geographically, like in a very specific geographic place in Venezuela. Los Llanos de Venezuela. But then the under the, the undercurrent of the song, the subtext is this like sexual, <laughs> this weird sexual story about un, un, 
un viejo verde oh. tratando de, you know. But, and I'm here con lástima for the poor horse. I'm like, pobrecito el caballo que está viejito, se va a morir, pobrecito. Pobrecito, el viejo se va a morir sin... <laughs> sin, sin can I, I'm, you know, we've already crossed this barrier where we can say all kinds of outlandish rated R things. We can. We just, we can just do that. My mom, um, my, on, on my wedding day, sang uh, La Potranca Saina which La Potranca Saina is another Llanera uh, song. It's a song in De Los Llanos de Venezuela. Uh, very mm. much, again, uh, uh, you know, there's harps. It's very much entrenched in Venezuelan culture. Um, and it's about a woman that can't be domada, that can't be dominated, until mm. finally one guy comes and dominates her. And that's what my okay. mom sang at my wedding. Just to... just That's right. Mm. And every all the Venezuelans were just like kind of like looking like, uh, and all the Americans were like, we love this very cultural founding music, very beautiful, very Venezuelan. <laughs> it was like actually this is a, this is a weird um, message. My, my daughter mom. <laughs> finally found someone to dominate her. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Before we go into a war poll about other songs, oh, my mom has my sang God. to me. Um, <laughs> It's, you know, I'm really, really, really excited about the guest we have today. And Jenny, me and you sort of fangirled a bit when we found out we were able to book this wonderful person. Um, 10,000%. Yes. Uh, it was kind of like, oh, my God. Um, so we have with us Camilo Lara. Uh, Camilo is the founder of Mexican Institute of Sound. It's a groundbreaking electronic music project that mixes Latin folklore with modern sounds creating an irresistible beat huh i love that <laughs> he's produced a bunch of artists like literally i would have to take the whole podcast if i had to list all the artists he's produced he's remixed beck he's remixed the beastie boys he was a musical consultant for pixar's coco you know the best animated uh movie in the world uh, his music has been featured in Naticos, breaking bad y tu mama también i mean this guy has literally done everything and oh my gosh his latest album distrito federal is a love letter it's an ode to his beloved hometown of uh, ciudad de mexico so uh camilo i hope that was uh a a, a a a sufficient introduction for for you you've done a lot man you've done a lot in your career <laughs> Gracias. Uh, yeah, well, that was uh, sounds like a lot, but uh, I'm I'm old. <laughs> when you were doing the intro, I, I I had so many things to comment on each thing you said. That, uh, but uh, one thing I can say is that I love silly songs. I love El Gato oh, Bolero. Hey. Why do you yeah. like them? I love them because it's just it, it truly puts me in a good mood. It's just yeah, and. No, and the more silly, the more like uh, it's it's hard to do a silly song, you know. Like it's it's not an easy one. You know, that's, <laughs> that's so true. People are like, comedy is easy. You know, being a clown is easy. It's like no, actually, sometimes levity is very difficult to achieve. I I have uh, very strict rules on animals in <laughs> songs and films. I love films that animals talk, mm. and I love songs about animals like 99% I'm, I I love a song if an animal is I love involved. that that means you like 99% of merengue songs then This episode is brought to you by AARP 18 years from tonight Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance knees will be slapped hilarity will ensue that's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. 
Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Quick question here. What what made you say, you know, I want to make an album about a city? Like, what made you say, La Ciudad de México, like, I need to make an album about this place? I, I, I have lived here all my life. And when I was growing up, uh, this city was completely different. Same as the same story as everywhere. Like cities just change, but Mexico City has a very crazy and frenetic uh, pace of changing. Like it mm. changed all the time. Imagine, like, I mean, it was not in my time. I'm not that old, but with the Aztecs, <laughs> there it was a lake. You know, <laughs> like it was a lake, and suddenly uh, the Aztecs were. Uh, stupid enough to build a city on top of a lake and then Spanish just came and they were like double stupid to build on top of the Aztecs and on top of the lake so I I mean that's my city like it completely pictures what we are like uh, we're we love to destroy and and we love to build on top of stuff uh, doesn't matter if it, it gets broken or destroyed or whatever like we don't have that uh, instinct of conservation we're completely like just build on top and yolo put an, bien, an extra bien, layer let's just, do it well i feel like so <laughs> yeah. so much of what you do you, you only build once <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah okay i mean absolutely so i i mean um it's not that i remember i don't have nostalgia for my city i think my city is um is great now and and it used to be pretty crappy in so many things but it's getting better but some things i completely miss like i i, I hate the idea of cities becoming um duty free like, uh, like all the cities lately as uh, it's kind of standardized and they have the same stores, the same uh, coffee shops, mm. the same places. And, and and one thing I love about Mexico is that it was pretty unique, like for good and for bad. Like there were horrible things and there were beautiful things, but it was unique. And and the album, I wanted to create an album that talks about change, um, how to destroy a city and build it, build it on top. <laughs> But I feel like so much of what you do, you said something that really resonated with me, which is um, they just built on top and and they didn't hold anything sacred. It was just like, all right, we can just slap this in. And I feel that and I feel like so much of your work isn't destructive, but it's taking something and adding to it and and not and not being like, I know this is this is sacred type and form of music that can't change and alter. But here you are mixing electronic music with like something that sounds very traditionally Mexican. So what 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 was that like thought did you think about this consciously or were you just like i'm just gonna try this out it sounds cool I, I, like i i used to play to dj at at rape parties and uh the like when techno was like happening in mexico and every time they invite me to dj instead of playing techno music i just had 
I, I just play like mambo and danzón and cha-cha-cha and all that stuff. And people hated it. Like, they were like, what are you doing? They want to listen to techno. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want to listen to techno. I want to listen to danzón, mambo, cha-cha-cha. And I played it and, and some people hated it and some people got it. Um, later, uh, I started playing cumbia and people like... Um, In Mexico, it was very, like, cumbia, people were ashamed of cumbia. Like, they didn't thought it was a cool and exciting rhythm that will take the world by surprise. But <laughs> no, it was like, oh, that rhythm is from the street and it's for poor people. And we are middle classers and we don't like that. And I was like, uh, come on, like, that's one of the things that is, like, make us great. Yeah. And, and also on the other side, like, when I was playing on cumbia places, They told me, like, people tell me, like, um, you don't play cumbia. Like, what you do is not cumbia. It's, it's horrible. And it's not cumbia. <laughs> it's just it's just electronic music. So I go to the electronics and they were like, oh, no, you're doing cumbia. And with the rock guys, uh, they were like, oh, you're not doing neither electronic or rock. Like, so that's the story of my life. And I, I, at one point it was it was pretty annoying. I think it has changed. Um But I'm completely conscious about that. <laughs> well, of course, because people, especially when it comes to music, they like to be purist about it. And I even as a content creator, you know, making Latino content, I had a hard time with our audience being very purist about like, no, you cannot remix tamales. Like, how dare you make any kind of recipe out of tamales that's not traditional tamales or, you know, don't you know, everything needs to be traditional and, and stay as is. But I think your art and the music that you produce is very much in line with a lot of us, all of us hyphenated people that like to remix it and like to combine. Yeah, absolutely. Like I show a lot of my American friends like traditional Latin music and it, they, they can appreciate it. But I feel like sometimes they're like, oh, this this is interesting. This is um, cultural. And then when I play them stuff that you've done a uh, more I guess I, I I hesitate to say modern but I guess the it's like more of a mixture type of of Latin music that incorporates a lot of other genres I feel like it becomes more international in a sense like people can identify with it a little bit easier they can see things they've listened to reflected in something different which like i i don't know if like you know throat singing or whatever is called has some house remix to it so that i can like <laughs> like listen to it and be like oh now i understand this you know what i mean but it's kind of like a, mer a merge a bridge into our world but i feel like latin music is a is on the up and up. There's like this interest in, and res resurgence of it. I don't know. I, you know, you're, you're the expert here, but like what, what is happening th that is sort of causing Latinos to break through into general market? There, there are many things. One, one is that most of uh, the genres that are uh, like being super powerful uh, across the earth are, um, are rhythms that are coming from islands. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that uh, the, the, the way the rhythms of the islands are created, um, because they are isolated and they live in a certain place in a certain moment, and they they become very powerful. I And this is probably a crazy theory, but I think the same with Calypso and Reggae and all these rhythms that comes from islands. Um, second one is... Uh, a lot of people um, 
I think uh, having internet and, and having everyone uh, be able to stream and listen to music is um, we, we as Latinos, we listen to a lot. We spend a lot of time on YouTube. So we create the first wave of uh, like uh, fame and then just copycats of people <laughs> like, oh, this has a million views. Like I'm going to be, uh, we're going to have two millions and people start listening to stuff. It's very exciting for me to see that the geolocalization of culture is finally not coming from an Anglo place. And that makes me really happy because, I mean, it's so exciting to see the next wave coming from Korea or uh, from Senegal or from Colombia. And, and I mean, it's uh, sky's the limit. You, you've told us that you've had people say to you, oh, but that, you know, that's not, don't play that music. But has anyone ever said to you, like, what are you doing mixing these things together? Like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? You're taking this traditional song and slapping a beat to it. What's going on here? Like this, you're 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 breaking up with tradition. Or have people generally kind of been like, oh, this is the new wave? No, all the time. Like, uh, people have crazy concepts of culture, and when yeah. you when you poke on that, it's uh, very touchy. No, like, I I think I think pop culture is just to destroy it and tear it and just do it. Uh, that's that's why some rhythms like cumbia or, or reggaeton are evolving and many different countries are embracing it because um, it needs to be local. It needs to have local slang and, and different uh, instruments and stuff. Like uh, Otherwise, rhythms died. Like mm -hmm. Danzón, who, who, who cares about Danzón claro, anymore? Yeah. Like people don't do it because it's dead and, and no one it, it didn't adapt. And I think... Uh, uh, that, that's what is exciting about these new rhythms uh, that are evolving and are uh, being uh, embraced by other cultures, other people, and uh, just traveling. You know, I, I thought that salsa, for example, was like, oh, salsa must have like come from Colombia or Cuba. And then it's like, no, salsa like originated in New, new York in a place <laughs> which was a melting pot of all of these places uh, and, and jazz. And you sort of created this weird amorphous child that encapsulated so many influences. So I don't know. I feel like there's always a dichotomy of like musing being entrenched in a geography and a tradition, but then simultaneously always morphing with how people are, are migrating and moving and changing. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend. When he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance, knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, Camilo, I, I hope this isn't offensive, but... You know, I'm from Venezuela and we, we really, we dance a lot of merengue. What? 
<laughs> I'm done. He's already, that's it. Oh my that's God, he, I offended him so much. Honestly, not the first time. <laughs> I'm Venezuelan. <laughs> I'm Venezuelan and like we dance a lot of merengue. Como que merengue is very, you know, choreographed and... My husband is from Cali, Colombia, and he can't dance anything other than salsa, but we love to dance salsa. And I partied in Mexico City with my friend Richo Faril. He took me to this, eh, una discoteca, and I was, like, ready to dance, like, ready to, like, dance in pareja, like, dance with someone. And then I saw, like, there was none, no salsa, like, no one was dancing merengue, and, like, it was just not a dancing environment. Like, there were some people dancing close together, like, kind of, like, as an excuse to make out. And then there was just no, like, choreographed dance. Is that... I, I was very disappointed, but then Richie was like, I'm a terrible dancer. I'm really happy, actually, that <laughs> no one is dancing. Yeah. Is that, like, am I... Did I just go to the wrong club? Or or are you guys not as big in, you know, these types of kind of more complex dances? Um. No, you're absolutely right. And, and it's... Uh... When when I the first time I went to Cali, I I thought I was in the middle of a flash. Oh my god! Mob. Right? <laughs> like I was like, what's happening? Like, and yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, I think people here. I mean, there's a lot of salsa going on, but uh, uh, the cumbia is just uh, because it's so democratic. Everyone can dance it. Everyone dances it the way they think mm. they should. Or but next time uh, I'm gonna take you and Richie. <laughs> uh, que es genial, uh, to, uh, to a good uh, cumbia rebajada. Oh my God, I would absolutely Dang. love that. Yes, Yo, I, I miss dancing right now. I miss dancing so freaking bad. But it's, you know, it's interesting because coming back to this whole concept of, you know, manteniendo las cosas puras, like keeping things pure. Like yeah. uh, when I went to Cali, like uh, as you said, dancing salsa felt almost like a religious act. Like, You need to know the steps. You need to understand how to do it. There's different forms of doing it. This is inculcated in our culture. Like this is, this is our, you know, like, you know how all white people know how to dance Cotton Eye Joe? I mean, sure. the song tells you how to do it, I think. Um, <laughs> at, 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 you know, YMCA. And then, you know, how they have, they have like three-year-old children, like, sp like dancing salsa perfectly. Like it is like, it, it, it's, it's like they're born into it. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I... I, I do my best, but I can't do that. I don't, I'm not, I, I feel like it's just, you, I'm not a perfect salsa dancer. I, I kind of do it, mix it up. Try. I don't have the groove. Um, so I feel more free sometimes when I can dance salsa in a place that isn't a salsa place or music that, that isn't like seen as pure, like a pure representation of culture, rather like a mix of something. Yeah, well, I, that's why I, one of the reasons I, I was always a DJ, not to be uh, on the spotlights of uh, the dance floor and dancing. I was a terrible dancer. So <laughs> I rather was uh, hiding behind the, uh, behind the turntable yeah. just to uh, put music and let people I don't people believe dance. that. I feel like you get lit and get turned and you, 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 dan you can dance. I feel like you can dance. There's no way you can be this good at music. And I not know, dance. man. Uh, I, I'm I'm a nerd. <laughs> I, I'm I like to do music and pe see people dancing. I feel that. I that I, yeah. And when I, I mean, when I play, when I play with my band, I dance. But I, I mean, I'm more close to David Byrne kind mm -hmm. of dance mm -hmm. than than. Um, Dirty dancing kind of dance. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a 
it's weird, but truly, I I never dance. Like I I I could I could spend my whole life without doing uh, dancing anymore. Like I'm I'm completely comfortable just being on my chair, seeing people. Dance. <laughs> uh, you know, I I I'm really interested in how you perceive identity and music like when i list when i know a song by heart that reminds me of of my culture or like even when i hear like a, a rabbi sing a song of a prayer that i know like i don't know what he's saying but it's in the tone and cadence of what i learned and it's it it like honestly makes me feel more jewish even though i don't believe in god like music is a form of identity like right like it's it's a way of of showing who you are and feeling what you are. Um, how do you see that connection within yourself? How how do you express yourself? And how did did you always feel like you wanted to express your identity in music, or was it sort of you kind of like fell into it? That's a super interesting thing. I I think uh, sometimes people, um, for me, identity is not a flag. Like it's more. I, the way I see it is is like wine. Like I believe in, in denominación de origen. Like um, the wine is amazing in Spain because it grows in a certain ground and it has certain minerals and the grape is like certain way. Um, and I think culture is that. Like you're a product of, of where you are. Uh, so because we eat certain kind of maize and we have certain kind of plates and tacos and everything and and the city is so chaotic we have tacos al pastor and like so everything combined is the result of what you are and whatever your parents told you was the like the abc of your culture and uh, so it's a consequence like you're a product of your your community and your land and everything and uh I, I like to say it the other way. It's not uh, you don't represent that. Like you're part of that. And and for me, always like the, the the music that I have done is always related to my community. Like I I love to everything that involves whatever I know. And and I think through uh, very particular stories, you can be universal because same the stories are everywhere. Like they are the same stories. Like. Uh, there was this Egyptian writer called Najib Mahfouz that never left Cairo. And the stories are so universal that like it, it, it could be like in Colonia Roma in Mexico City. And it's, they, they they touch the same feelings because it's, we are basically the same people. Like, come on, we're uh, everywhere in the world. We just like have different seasoning. <laughs> and my seasoning is the one that I know and I... That's the one I want to speak about. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so brilliant, Camilo. The whole seasoning metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> on, and and if, it's, if it's Mexican seasoning, I'm going to have hives and die and, and need some milk immediately because I can't. I, even your candy is spicy, bro. Like, how do you do it, man? It's insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to say, personally, I love that you compared identity to wine because you best believe your girl loves some wine. And I'm taking that. <laughs> <laughs> now when I drink I wine when, now when I drink wine I'm like this is a cultural experience I'm trying to philosophically connect to my identity while drinking a Merlot the entire bottle now I feel like <laughs> oh yeah I need a deep immersion on that <laughs> I need a deep <laughs> I love that you, you know it's it's within the particular lies the universal is something that is so true for any art like yep 
any story, even like Jenny and I talk about this all the time, but like sketches, like things that are funny, like when you try to make something that's funny for everyone, it never works. But yeah. when you when you have a very specific point of view, like I made a a, a sketch about the Venezuelan birthday song and how our I don't know if you know this, Camilo, the Venezuelans, we sing birthday. It takes like 10 minutes for us to finish the birthday song. It, it's <laughs> I, it's honestly Sounds like hell to me. It's a nightmare. Honestly, it's a nightmare. It's really terrible. But um, I made a I made a video about it and um, I was like, I don't perceive this being a big hit because it's just so specific and it blew up um because it was so specific it was a very mm-hmm. specific point of view it was a it it people could relate to it even though they didn't know what it was about and then when i used to make videos like oh when people be crazy like no one wants to watch that cuz that no feel- one wants to watch this watered down <laughs> stuff that media likes to think people want to consume and it's not true at all <laughs> yeah, it's like the more specific you get, the more it's bizarre how that that contradiction happens. Like the more inculcado you are in 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 your perception or your story or what you want to tell, then the more specific you are with that. It's like it just becomes more universal. And I and it's it's a contradiction that it takes people a, sometimes a while to understand in art. I like to talk about certain things like in the album I, I when you were saying about like the denominación de origen thing, uh, the, um, there is a song called God that uh, I I talk about uh, these crossroads, like a guy is walking on the street and suddenly there's a crossroad and he finding one side the devil and one side God. Mm. And and one ask him like, si te encontraras a Dios, if you find God, uh, what would you ask him? Uh, I, I, I ask him a quesadilla for a quesadilla, and if you if you run into the the devil, what would you ask him? I I would ask him two two quesadillas, um, and and the whole thing is that like you have to choose between going with God or the devil, but what what happened is that at the end um, uh, the quesadillas or the gorditas, which are the the two choices, um, they are all made of um, corn meat and and water so at the end you reach the same point uh, going through god or the devil and what i think uh if you if you uh si tu aplastas a mexican if you squash mm-hmm. a mexican um mexicans are made like 80 percent water some flesh some meat and 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 some uh tortilla some corn <laughs> so if you squash a mexican it becomes a taco or a gordita. So <laughs> it's the same road. Doesn't matter which which road you take, it leads you to be a tortilla or a... Quesadilla. Man, your doctors have to be or very specialized in Mexico because they, they got to learn a biology of people a little differently there. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> bueno, I mean, I would be made of platano. <laughs> I would be made of, of platano and neurosis, mm. I think would be mine too. And wine, and wine, now that we've established wine, you know. <laughs> okay, fine. Materba, but, platano, frijoles. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm hungry. That sounds like a heartburn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, heartburn. Yeah. You, you, you have to, you have to be that and a Pepto too. 
<laughs> but you're oh, Mexican. I feel like pepto. Mexicans can eat anything. I feel like they they have. Oh the please, they you have can resistance. totally handle. Ellos yeah. tienen una resistencia. Yeah. My, I have family now living in Mexico. They've been there for like three years, and I feel like they've become freaking warrior they can literally they just any level of spice they're fine they can anything and i'm like come there all weak and stuff and cry when i when i eat a little a candy wrapped in that devil powder you guys have um <laughs> yeah i mean it, it all went good until you go to a thai food restaurant and it's another different spice and you're like ah, this is hell like so are you admitting that mexicans cannot handle thai spice Ah, definitely. <gasps> yeah. Okay. I mean, oh it's hard. It's hard to say it loud, but uh, it's. Oh my a God! Fact. This is this is gonna cause polémica, polémica, polémica. Oye, eh, Camilo, thank you so 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 much for joining us. This was incredible to talk about music and 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 culture and wine and identity and tacos. Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.